Hello, and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Boniudo, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset brings you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. Through mindfulness, we grow and change. Thank you so much for being here today. It means the world to me. And if you want to continue to support The Therapist Mindset, please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's get started. Today we are stepping into our most authentic selves. We are stepping into the most authentic version of ourselves. We are reclaiming our power. We are being who we were born to be. I started thinking about this topic consciously during my yoga teacher training because yoga teacher training comes with a lot of self-reflection and asking the question, who am I? Who am I? But subconsciously, I started thinking about this topic long before. So those of you who have been with the therapist mindset for a while know that I have a history of being in a very toxic marriage, narcissistic abuse, and at some point, those of us who are involved in narcissistic relationships, abusive relationships, toxic relationships of any sort, lose their sense of self. So at some point, I asked myself, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? And where did I get so lost? So on a subconscious level, I was lost and not living authentically for some time. And I'll get into that. But on a conscious level, I really began to explore who am I? Who is the most authentic version of myself during my yoga teacher training? And I felt safe to do that there because we were all doing it. But I wanted to explore with you guys becoming the most authentic version of you because this has really helped me to face my fears and let go of what doesn't serve me. And I hope exploring who am I, who are you, helps you do the same. When I started doing research on becoming the most authentic version of yourself, I read an article from Psychology Today, 2018. There were actually two articles. One was 2018 and one was um, 2020. But Psychology Today published articles about becoming the highest version of yourself, the most authentic version of you. And according to Psychology Today, they talked about when did we stop living in our authenticity? When did we stop honoring our truest, most authentic version of ourselves? And I was reminded of little kids because little kids are just naturally who they are, who they want to be. And I guess where we start to stifle our most authentic self is different for each and every person. But a little kid will say, okay, you can pick me up now. Or a little kid will say, rub my back. Or a little kid will say unapologetically, I don't like that. I like this. 
And each and every one of us was that authentic little version of ourselves up until when? Up until a multitude of sources started conditioning us to stifle, to disempower that authentic version of you, of me, of us. Whether that's parents, siblings, extended family, teachers, coaches, eventually intimate partners, or societal conditioning as a whole, your community, your church or spiritual affiliation. At some point, we begin to become different people and take on different roles. And this is appropriate. For example, I'm a different role at home mothering than I am at work than I am when I'm out letting loose with my friends. So it's expected and appropriate that we're going to play different roles in different settings and we can still be all those roles and be in all those settings with honoring our authenticity, with honoring our most authentic self. It's when we start to diminish our sense of self, when we start to stifle who we are, that we start to lose our purpose and feel unfulfilled unhappy, discontent. Psychology Today asks a few questions in order for us to kind of get the ball rolling on exploring this. Some of those questions included, who am I? What are my needs and wants versus what others expect of me? Identifying your self-limiting beliefs. And self-limiting beliefs are those beliefs that have been instilled in us, conditioned by society, our family, our community. Um, For example, the limiting belief that women can't be doctors and also be nurses, or the limiting belief that you're not smart enough to do this, or you're not athletic enough to do that. Any belief where you say, I can't, or I shouldn't, is probably a limiting belief, a limiting thought that was conditioned, instilled in you by external factors, by family, society, peer group, but someone outside of yourself. Some other questions to reflect on are, do I take risks? Why or why not? And who do I surround myself with? Do I surround myself with those who value and respect me? Or do I surround myself with those that make me feel little, inferior, or not so great? And what is your purpose? So like I said, I had begun to really feel this on a subconscious level. And it came to the surface during my toxic marriage, during my toxic relationship of about a decade on and off. And I, at some point, the subconscious surfaced to the conscious level, and I would ask myself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And at first, I knew, well, I guess I always knew that I was doing things that didn't align with my highest self because they didn't align with my values. But I was so fearful of losing this person. I was so afraid of not being in this relationship. I was clinging on so tightly to this relationship and all that I thought it was or all that I hoped it would be that I 
went with the attitude of if you can't beat them, join them. Because controlling the other person's behavior, saying you can't do this or you can't do that, even though the behavior was wrong or not aligning with my values. I shouldn't say wrong. It was wrong to me because it didn't align with my values. So I went against my values. I did a can't, if you can't beat them, join them. Maybe it's not that bad. Did that make me happy? Absolutely not. Because whenever you're doing something that doesn't align with your most authentic self, you're not going to be happy. So what is the alternative? What, it, what happens when you claim your power, when you step into your authenticity and make decisions that align with who you really are? You lose some of those people. And that was such a big fear of mine. I was stuck for so long in not being true to my authenticity just out of fear that I was going to lose that person, just out of fear that I was going to lose that social circle that I valued so much. So the consequence of living for somebody else's purpose, for living to make somebody else happy, was that I was slowly withering. I didn't even know who I was anymore. Fast forward to when I was doing my yoga teacher training and exploring these issues on a more conscious level, purposefully exploring these issues, I was able to really let go of that fear, identify those limiting beliefs that were conditioned through abuse, such as nobody likes you, you're never going to have any friends, you're a joke of a therapist, people just talk about you behind your back getting rid of and challenging those limiting beliefs and claiming my power and standing up for who I believe, what I believe I am. And as a consequence, I did lose all of those people. And maybe they were talking behind my back. Maybe they really don't like me. But that no longer mattered because I was happy. I was fulfilled. I had found my purpose to speak my truth and create a safe space to share for others, to hold a safe space for others, to speak their truth, claim their purpose, and live in their authenticity. So how do we claim our authenticity? How do we claim who we really are? And I forgot to tell you guys in the beginning that at the end of this episode, we are going to have a guided meditation to touch base, to reclaim, to reconnect with the highest version of you. So don't forget to stay to the end. So betterup.com, it's a website and they listed eight strategies to step into your authenticity, to claim your authentic self. Here they are. One, define and embrace your strengths. Why is that important? It's important to play to your strengths. We usually also enjoy that which we're good at. So for example, I do not enjoy math. I'm not good at it. It's not one of my strengths. So if I forced myself to work in a job where I had to do math every day, I just wouldn't be happy. So define your strengths. What are you good at? What do you enjoy? And embrace them. Play to your strengths explore your values. I can't say this one enough. I know I'm repeating it a little bit here, but it's worth repeating. Explore your values. 
if you don't know what your values are, then you don't really know who you are. So in order to live authentically, you have to identify and explore your values. Now, this isn't to say that your values might change along the way. That's absolutely appropriate and true. As we age, our values do change. The values that I had in my 20s are certainly different than values that I have in my 40s. But doing an ongoing assessment, a periodic assessment, every once in a while when you feel lost, exploring your values is a great thing. It'll help to bring you back, to ground you, and to help you reclaim your power. Number three, be aware of external influences. So be aware of who is also putting conditions on you, who is influencing your values, who is influencing who you are. That could be family, an intimate partner, friends, work, a community setting, a spiritual or religious setting. But just being aware of who influences your life and where do you feel safe enough to be in in living in your authenticity and where do you feel like you diminish or stifle your authenticity so for me and again it's appropriate that you might be a little stifled in a work setting where you might let loose at home or with your best friend but for me I was beginning to feel like I couldn't be who I really was I couldn't live authentically in anywhere, in any environment that I was living in. Not at home, not with my ex-partner's friends, not with my core friend group. I just couldn't be myself anywhere. And that was a big problem. Number four, notice and name your emotions. So we do this with number five. So I'll do number four and five together. Notice and name your emotions. We have to identify and be aware of what we're feeling in order to decide or to kind of gauge how we're feeling. So we do this through mindfulness, meditation, mindfulness practice. But I remind people all the time, our emotions are clues. Our emotions, how we feel, are our body's way of cluing us in to what's good and what's not so good for us. So when we feel good, when we feel joy, happiness, pride, a sense of energy, lightness, that's our body's way of telling us this is good. Whatever you're doing, do more of it. So when you feel good, when you feel happy, when you feel joy, take a look around. What are you doing? Who are you doing it with? These are things that are good for you. Do more of it. When we feel fatigued, depressed, irritated, that's our body's way of cluing us in to this isn't so good. Do less of it. So when we do feel fatigued, irritated, um, depressed, anxious, Take a look around. What are you doing? Who are you doing it with? What's going on in your environment? Being mindful of this will help us to set boundaries and decide if we want to continue to do this or do something else. If we want to continue to hang around with this social circle or decline invitations because those people don't make us feel so good anyway. And meditating and other mindfulness practice will help you to be more in tune with your emotions. 
Number six, build a social circle. So again, this piggybacks off of being clued in and mindful to who makes you feel good and who makes you feel not so good. Are you hanging around with people who lift you up or tear you down? Number seven, face your fears. So again, it's worth repeating, identifying limiting belief systems and facing those fears. So for me, when people would ask, why did I stay in this relationship for so long? My biggest fear was that my daughter wouldn't have a father. And I knew that fear was not just a fear. It wasn't an erroneous thought. It was fact. And when I finally challenged that fear and got out of this relationship, he no longer decided to be a part of her life. So I knew that that fear was valid, that it was likely going to happen. And I had to face that fear anyway. And then number eight, and probably the most important, is to take daily action. Every action, every behavior, every decision is a step that you have that you're claiming or stifling your authentic self. So every action, every behavior, every decision is either you stepping into your power, claiming your power, speaking your truth, or stifling your authenticity, diminishing who you really are and allowing other people to shape you, to mold you into who they want you to be. so honored to have you join me for this guided meditation to connect with your most authentic self. We spend so much of our time, so much of our lives looking outside of ourselves, looking outside for that next person or that job or that title for love, for joy, for acceptance, for happiness. But the direction where we really need to look is inward. We really need to go inside to find that acceptance, that joy, that happiness, that fulfillment. And I hope this guided meditation brings you inward and helps you to connect with your most authentic self. So I invite you now to take a seat either on your meditation pillow, a chair, Lay down if you wish. And if you feel safe, please close your eyes. Allow your breath to settle. I like to sway back and forth, side to side, until I find my center. Allowing your mind to drop into your heart. Releasing any thoughts, any judgments, any worries about what you have to do today, later, tonight, next week. Just allow yourself, give yourself permission to let that go for the moment and be here with me. I invite you to take three conscious breaths with me, inhaling through our nose, Holding for a moment at the top and exhaling through our mouth. Inhaling through the nose, holding briefly, exhaling through the mouth. 
One more, inhaling through the nose, holding, and then releasing any tension, relaxing deeper. Allow your breathing to regulate. Allow your body to slow down. Allow your breathing to be its natural rate and rhythm, whatever feels good to you. I invite you to imagine yourself walking down a hallway. You're alone in the hallway. Imagine the shape of the hallway. Is it like a tunnel or a hallway at work? Is it carpeted, tiles, or floor? Are there windows or no windows? And you see an elevator at the end of the hall. Envision yourself approaching the elevator and pressing the button. Imagine the doors opening and you step inside. You press G for ground floor and the elevator doors shut. Now imagine you're traveling to the ground floor. You're going down 10, 9, 8. Relaxing deeper and deeper with every floor you pass. 7, 6, 5. Going even deeper into relaxation. Four, three, two, one. You feel completely and deeply relaxed. The elevator doors open and you step outside into the most beautiful and peaceful place. You feel safe and grounded. Is it the forest? Or an ocean. You feel a warm breeze on your cheek. You hear the birds chirping and the flowers smell so beautiful. The weather is perfect in your perfect place, grounded, safe, perfectly relaxed. You look a little in the distance and you see a path. Imagine yourself walking towards the path. You feel the ground underneath your feet. You might hear a crackle of leaves or feel the sand on your toes. As you're walking, slowly down the path, taking in all the beautiful sights and sounds. You see a tree, a beautiful tree. It might be a palm or an oak or a willow. Imagine yourself as you step closer to the tree and place your hands on the trunk. Feel the bark, 
Feel the energy, the beautiful energy of nature radiating from the tree. Allow your whole body to tune inward. Where do you feel? What comes up for you as you're hugging this great, big, beautiful tree? You might notice a sense of peace or warmth. A color might come to mind. You might have a smile on your face or just an overall sense of contentment. Whatever comes up for you or doesn't come up for you, don't judge it. Just allow yourself to be in the moment with this beautiful, amazing tree. We take a few breaths here, taking in the energy and all the abundance that is in nature. We say our goodbye to the tree, thanking the tree for being there with us on our journey towards our authentic self. You look up ahead a little ways and you see a bench. You approach the bench and sit down, feeling completely safe and at peace. You might feel light, spacious. And I want you to take this moment to explore inward. Kind of explore your thoughts amidst the clutter. Tease out your unwanted thoughts, your limiting beliefs, your worries. Allow them the space for the moment and then take each one, each worry, each limiting belief. It could be something somebody told you, something about the future you're worried about. And I want you to take that thought or that belief and say, thank you for being here, but you no longer serve me. And imagine yourself placing that thought, that belief on the bench. Allow yourself to go through and identify any thoughts that come up for you. Perhaps any people that no longer serve a positive influence in your life. Thank them for being on your journey. Tell them their work is done and place them on the bench. Imagine yourself feeling lighter and freer each time you place a thought, a belief, a person on the bench. Imagine yourself feeling free and rejuvenated, energetic, as you set free everything that no longer serves you, allowing all these limiting beliefs, limiting negative thoughts, the unnecessary worry, to sit on the bench separate from yourself, allowing what's left to be true and authentic to you. I want you to continue exploring and finding things that no longer serve you. Place them on the bench. Thank them for being on your journey. And now let them know that they are free to go.
Allow yourself to do this for a few minutes. You're breathing and exploring inward, saying goodbye and setting these things free. You'll notice that we give power to these thoughts, these worries, these people, and these situations. And as we set them free, we feel light. We have a sense of ganging our power back, regaining control over our lives. As we take one last look at everything we're leaving behind, we give them one last goodbye, one last moment of gratitude for being on our journey together. And then we set them free. Imagine yourself getting up for the bench and walking away, walking away from that which no longer serves you, walking away from people, walking away from situations, walking away from worry and fear. And allow yourself to walk away from everything that you've left on the bench. Beautiful, you're doing great. When we walk away from limiting beliefs, when we walk away from everything that has held us back, we choose ourselves. We choose freedom. We choose what's best for our most authentic self. Our spirit is free. And we allow ourselves to reclaim our power and drive in the direction that serves us best. As we close this meditation, I want you to envision yourself continuing to walk away farther and farther until you walk out of your line of sight, till you walk off into the horizon. And I want you to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to set the free what no longer serves me. Thank you for allowing me the courage to walk into my most authentic self. Let's take three cleansing and conscious breaths together, inhaling through our nose as we say, I love, I claim who I am. I love and claim who I am. And exhaling, releasing anything that no longer serves you. Love and claim who I am releasing what no longer serves you. Beautiful. I love you and I claim who you are. Releasing what no longer serves you. I love you. I claim who you are. I release what no longer serves you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When you feel ready, you can give your toes a little wiggle. Maybe your neck a little twist. I invite you to flutter your eyes open or stay in your seated position for as long as you wish. Thank you for being here with me today. If you want to continue to support this podcast, please
please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. It means the world to me. If you have any questions, please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste.